All right, welcome everyone. Thank you for joining me this week. Just to let you know what we're going to talk about today. Since we just had it, we're going to talk about the Honolulu Marathon, maybe marathons in general. And I also want to talk about blue light, blue light blocking and biohacking for light exposure. And before we get to that, let's talk about a few things. The first thing that I think we need to talk about, leave your dog at home when you go shop. I'm not the only one that's thinking this. I know your dog is cute. Uh, he's very friendly. But your dog does not want to go holiday shopping with you. And you don't have to feel bad because if you come back from holiday shopping, your dog is not going to know. But there's a lot of people that are taking their dogs shopping. I see the dog, the doggy strollers. And I don't know what to say, but I'm, I'm tired of seeing your dogs shopping. And I like dogs. Leave your dog at home. Public service announcement. All right. Unpopular as it may be, I said it. And that's, that's what I believe. And in other news for Hawaii... The State Department of Law Enforcement launching a fireworks amnesty program to get illegal fireworks off the street. What a great, what a great idea. We'll just make it so you can turn in your fireworks without repercussion after you spent your money on the fireworks. And everybody will be happy. So you can turn in your fireworks if you don't want to have them. There'll be uh, several locations Police department is not part of that. State Department of Law Enforcement, good luck to you all. Okay, and so moving on to the marathon. We just finished up the Honolulu Marathon yesterday, Sunday. It was nice. There was no rain. Um, a lot of people helping out. A lot of people putting that together. It is a very, very professional event. A lot of logistics. And... If you're a person that likes to run marathons, you like the challenge, the Honolulu Marathon is one that you should check out. If you need an excuse to come to Hawaii and you like to run marathons, then perfect. You can use that as an excuse to come to Hawaii. It's the fourth largest marathon in the United States. So only New York, Chicago, and Boston are bigger. I think uh, 10 years ago, there was like 30,000. I think this year might have been around like 27,000. So it is a big event. If you don't like being around a lot of people, this is not a good event for you. You may want to check out their virtual uh, entry. And we'll talk about that in a second. But Honolulu Marathon, 26.2 miles, 42.2 kilometers this thing started 50 years ago in 1973, so this running was the 51st. And a couple interesting things about Honolulu Marathon, no requirements to entry, except you got to be older than seven. And there's no time limit, so you can take as long as you want. They'll keep the course open for you. The finish line will be there. And uh, that's one of the big draws of the Honolulu Marathon. It's a nice course. It goes through downtown. It comes back through town, goes through Waikiki, Diamond Head, Kahala, Hawaii Kai, back around, and finishes up at Kapilani Park. 
And there's a lot of, uh, it's very festive. There's fireworks and I think it's well done for a marathon. And there's also smaller pieces of the marathon that people can run. You can, you can just do 10K, you can do a mile. I'll put a link to the, um, the homepage for the Honolulu Marathon. That's honolulumarathon.org. Link will be in the episode description. You can get all your information from there. Um, if you want to win this thing, your time's going to have to be around two hours. Okay, the first place guy this time, time chip at two hours and 15 minutes. Second guy, two hours and 16 minutes. And the third guy, two hours and 17 and a half. And you'll never guess where those people came from. But if you guessed it, it was Kenya. One and three were from Kenya. Number two, as you know, my geography is not that good. I don't know where he's from. But there were a lot of uh, Colorado finishers. I assume that's going to be from the high altitude training. And you know, just within the top 10, those guys are all under two hours and 35 minutes. But like I said, there's thousands and thousands of people. I looked up the course record. If you want to set the record, it's going to have to be two hours and seven minutes and 59 seconds. That was set in 2019. And if you want to do the math on the pace, that is a four minute and 53 second mile, 426 miles in a row. So that's just over 12 miles an hour. If you're on the treadmill and you want to match that, good luck to you. That is very, very fast. And the other good thing is if you just wanted to come out and watch the marathon, it's very uh, surreal to see the top guys and just how fast and easy they're moving. I think a lot of people don't realize that their stride length, the, the amount of ground that they cover in each stride is just huge. Very nice to see. If you are uh, an employee of the police department, at least once in your life, you should take one of the marathon special duty jobs some of those jobs are a marathon of a shift, 12, 15 hours. But just to be out there to watch the setup, to, you know, see it run smoothly with everybody is a, is a good experience. Should do it at least once. If you don't like it, don't do it again. But, you know, as a yearly thing, I think it's pretty interesting. And then you get, of course, front row seats. And you'll be able to see those marvels of human beings stride across for the five seconds that you get to watch them. Today, I am drinking a Blue Bottle Holiday Blend. Blue Bottle is having sales on their gift sets. It's a very nice uh, holiday blend. I made it in a pour-over. I think we talked about that before. Might have to talk about it again, but Blue Bottle, I mean, I'll throw a link to their... Uh, I'll throw a link to their page in the episode description also. That is uh, subscription coffee if you're interested, or just order once and spend more than $35, and you'll get free shipping on your order from bluebottle.com. Let's talk about the weather for Christmas. If you plan to come to Hawaii during Christmas, you need to watch out for the weather. Our Christmas weather for the marathon was 84 degrees. So it's very Christmassy. Uh, it was 73 through the morning. It jumped up to 78 by 10 a.m. 
But the race starts at 5 a.m., so a lot of that is in darkness and cool conditions. Some years it rains. This year, I don't think it rained. But it's Hawaii. This is, this is Christmas weather. Very nice. It's in contrast to uh, Connecticut weather. We were just in Connecticut for a week, and that was cold as shit. That was 26 degrees some days. And the people over there said that is actually not cold because if there's no snow on the ground, it's not that cold. So East Coast, the East Coast was very nice. I'm getting off topic, but the East Coast, if you never thought about going over there, I, for some reason, never thought about it in 40 years. I just assumed East Coast is New York, but actually there's a lot of the Northeast that is not New York. There is New England, the original six colonies, uh, everything's like an hour or two drive away from each other, and there is uh, plenty to see. Uh, Mark Twain's house is in Connecticut, and there's a bunch of other stuff. And the scenery is nice, and it's wide open, and we didn't find any ticks. I guess ticks is one of the big issues over there, but uh, we didn't get any ticks. And... Um, you can check out uh, Boston, uh, Connecticut, New Hampshire, Rhode Island. I guess Rhode Island makes a fantastic fudge. I checked it out. They had some Rhode Island fudge. It was good. And, uh, you know, there's there's a lot, lot to see over there. So if you hadn't considered it, I know tourism, we all want to go to tropical places and whatnot. But, you know, as far as driving around and looking at stuff, it's not just Washington, D.C. and the D.C. Monument and New York City. There's a lot of American history to see up in the Northeast. I thought the people were very nice and we enjoyed being over there, even though it took us, you know, 10, 10 hours of flying to get there. So we'll talk about that um, another time. But let's get back to this marathon. If you want to join the 2024 Honolulu Marathon, you can go on their website and you can look at registering. There might be some deals for early entry, but if you registered late, the price of entry on the Honolulu Marathon was $400. And I know that it is 2023. Last time I checked, it was like 100 bucks. So that might have been a little while ago. They offer uh, active duty military student discount for a total price of 320. And if you wanted to do smaller pieces of it, you can do a 10k for 120 and there's a mile for 70 and we had mentioned virtual racing. Virtual events have become very popular. You run them basically by yourself. You can do them on a treadmill um, hooked up to a screen and you got the community there with you. That event for marathon is $45. 40 bucks for the 10k, so you might as well just do the marathon and 35 for the mile. And you can find links to all that stuff on their website, as well as other information and events leading up to the marathon, like the half marathon. The Hapalua Half Marathon is another nice event that is put on. And also during the week before the marathon, they do a lot of smaller events, the, the packet pickup and all that stuff. There's a lot of photos and it's just a really festive event. It's nice. 
if you never thought about it before, if you ever wanted to do a marathon, you wanted to pick one, I would say this one's probably a good one to look into for you. So links in the episode show notes sponsored by Japan Airlines. J-A-L. One of the world leaders in airline travel. I don't know what they're, I don't see any commercials for them, so I can't, I can't repeat it, but J-A-L. We used to fly J-A-L going to Japan. I haven't been to Japan for, oh, I think it's been a long time. But uh, let's move on. Let's move topics. Let's talk about blue light. I want to take you through this article because I think they put a lot of good information in it. Um, I have thought about this for many years. Is one of the early biohacking things that you can do. It's relatively inexpensive. And the results that you get, I think, are pretty worthwhile. This became a real hot topic in 2020 when everybody's on their computers all day. And people started thinking about the amount of screen time and what it was doing to their eyes. So I think it kind of faded off. I think a lot of the biohacking stuff kind of faded a little bit as it got peak popularity and then uh, everybody was jumping on and then, you know, people, I think, were a little bit untrustworthy and, you know, it's a tough thing because a lot of these things that you can do, you can probably go without and you may feel the same or just a little bit not as good and so some of these things don't seem worthwhile but, you know, it's like taking vitamins. You can get away without, you know, having proper vitamin D levels or, you know, without supplementing your diet with vitamins. You, you'll probably be all right for a little while and then, you know, eventually you won't feel as good. And it's just your health is something that you got to keep up with or, or you can, you know, have something happen and then now you're, now you're behind and you're trying to play catch up. It's much easier to stay ahead of it, you know. So let's talk about blue light. So blue light by itself. Okay, I'll go through this article with you. It's, it's in sunlight. Sun emits all colors of light. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. Is that a rainbow? I think that's a rainbow. It's 42% infrared and the sun is hot. Just kidding. The sun is powerful, but it's also hot, but everybody knows that. So blue light is a high energy, short wavelength light. And it's out there every day. One of the things they encourage, they being collective opinion on the internet, if you can get some uh, blue light in your eyes every day, it helps to set your circadian rhythm. Of course, this doesn't apply to shift work, which is its own topic. But if you can get blue light in your eyes in the morning, it kind of sets you up to have that good circadian rhythm so that your body's releasing the right hormones at the right times of the day and you can get to sleep at a reasonable hour. If you have trouble falling asleep, it can be a lot of things, but 
It can also be very frustrating. And this blue light hacking is something that might help you out. So your circadian rhythm. Blue light suppresses production of melatonin. Melatonin, I know you see it in supplements, but it's not just as easy as taking melatonin. So melatonin is your sleep hormone. And blue light stimulates the release of cortisol. It boosts your alertness, keeps you awake. Okay, regular blue light is not harmful. But if you have a lot of blue light after sunset, then you're going to push back that release of melatonin. It affects your deep sleep. It affects your recovery, your metabolism. If you don't get good sleep, you're going to wake up the next day and you'll find it very easy to open the fridge and eat ice cream out of the container, which if you're going to do, I think you should use a fork. I might have mentioned this before, but I think a spoon is not the best thing to eat ice cream out of the container with because if the ice cream is hard, the spoon can bend, and with a fork, you're going to knock off chunks of it. But I don't think you should do that. I'm just saying if you do, that it's probably going to be easier. That's my opinion on... Um, forks and spoons but if you mess with your melatonin release you're not going to get good sleep and the easiest way to think about this is like people think that if you're tired you're going to get good sleep and if you ever drank a lot you get very tired and you sleep very easily and you wake up and you feel like shit right so just because you're sleepy doesn't mean you're going to get good sleep. And if you're not tracking it, then, you know, who knows? So, you know, there's other things with uh, poor sleep. You can, it can cause anxiety, depression, heart disease, obesity, diabetes, autoimmune disease. It is, it is imperative for you to get good sleep at night. So what is causing all this blue light exposure? The efficiency of bulbs. We had CFL bulbs. That was popular for a while. And then we moved on from CFL and now we're in the age of the LED. LED lights are wonderful. They use low energy. They put out a lot of light. We have them over the freeway. We have them in our houses. We have smart lights that, you know, run with Alexa. Alexa, I'm not talking to you. And blue light LEDs, they give you about five times the blue light exposure, that and computer screens indoors, than you'd be getting if you were, were outdoors. So, of course, you're getting overexposure. It's going to make things different for your body. One of the things you can think about is if you've ever been indoors, like under fluorescent lighting in front of a computer all day, when you leave that area, you're probably tired. And you, it's hard to understand why because you didn't really do anything except for stay inside all day. You know, four o'clock hits and you are ready to go to sleep. So what is happening? Your mitochondria, which in your brain and in your eyes, they're, they're working. 
And when you have all this stimulation, they're working hard. And when you're taxing that system, you're going to get tired. You're going to get fatigued. Your eyes are going to get fatigued. And there's all kinds of studies now coming out that say, you know, overexposure to blue light is actually damaging the structure of the eye. And we can look at, uh, we can look at studies on that, but they're out there. Uh, blue light is not, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it is not the best thing in the world. Of course, the other thing that happens that people either admit to or not is everybody's on their phone in their bed before they go to sleep. You start scrolling, you're looking at whatever you look at, TikTok or whatever is your thing. And before we go to bed, we're blasting this blue light, you know, right in front of our faces. We're delaying that release of the melatonin and we are setting ourselves up to not get good sleep. So that's what brings us to today's topic. Hacking the amount and types of light that get into your eyes. There is a company called True Dark. It's made by Dave Asprey. And if you remember, he is the bulletproof guy. He was the, I think, first big mainstream biohacker who was pushing intermittent fasting, uh, keto, bulletproof diet, high fats, low carbs. And he's kind of peeled back from that recently. I think because of the, the saturation, the popularity, and the counter arguments to the low-carb life, I think he kind of peeled back a little bit on his position. He's not really pushing it as much. He's more going after pushing uh, nutrition from meat and kind of shitting on vegan diets. And that's a whole separate topic also. But one of the things that he made was True Dark glasses and I will put a link to the website in the episode description. Well, let's talk about these glasses. They frequently have sales. They have bundles. Okay. They always have 10% off for signing up. They have bundles that will pair uh, yellow and amber, which we'll talk about in a second. And they also have, you know, clearance sale type um, sets that come up periodically of like, you know, up to 50% off. And the only difference really in a lot of them is the style. I have to tell you one thing about wearing light filtering glasses. Nobody is going to think that you look cool. And when you explain why you're wearing them, they're going to think you're even less cool. So this is not about being cool. This is about trying to optimize your body. And you got to accept that because there's not a good way to not sound crazy when you tell people you're doing this. So let's take a look at their yellow tinted daylight uh, glasses. Okay, these go for $79. They're very durable. Um, therefore, indoor use, they have anti-reflective coating. They use uh, aircraft-grade aluminum. They're well-made. Their customer service is very, very good. These glasses reduce 75% of the blue light that's, that's coming into your eyes. So if you're in a room 
with fluorescent lighting, with junk lighting is what they call it. If you're in front of a computer screen, this is the type of thing that you want to use to kind of lessen the amount of exposure that you get. They have, um, they have large size that fit over prescription glasses. They have transition type lenses where you can wear them outside. They'll take care of the UV. And then when you go indoors, they'll take care of the uh, blue light. They have aviator style. They have round. They have tortoise. And they have also clear. The clears happen to be on sale for $30. And these ones block 40% of the light. So they're not going to block out as much, but they're going to block out around half. And you may notice a difference from that if you only want to spend $30. Or you can wait for the sale like we talked about. Now, the other lens that they make is an amber-tinted lens. They block up to 99% of harmful blue light. And if we look at the classic pair, it has almost like a goggle, a foam to seal out light. They have an insert that you can have prescription lenses put into. They're $82. You're supposed to use them about 30 minutes before bed, okay, up to like an hour or two. They have also anti-reflective coating. They have uh, plastic polycarbonate frames. They kind of wrap around and they not only block the blue light, but they block blue, green, and violet. So what it's supposed to do is to make your eyes receive a signal that you are sitting in darkness but their lenses you can see it just has a little bit of a red tint on it so not that great for playing games video games but if you put these things on you're almost guaranteed to get sleepy because you're going to get those hormones released that need to be released and you can look at your phone in front of your face and you'll probably end up dropping it on your face. Everybody knows what that's like, but that is when it's time to go to sleep. Except now you will have been blocking that light, so you're going to get the correct hormones so that not only do you get sleepy, you also get good sleep. And that is the Twilight Classic. They also make them in fit over if you need to put them over prescription lenses. Those look like uh, what the bus drivers used to wear in the 90s. If you are around for that time, they have aviator frames. They have also a gradient lens. So it's blue light blocking at the bottom and it gets more red as it goes up. And those are used more in the evening time to kind of wind down and block out some of the light, but it gives you a little bit more of uh, a true color on seeing things. One thing that you'll notice is if it's very dim, this thing is like really hard to see out of if the lights are dim. Like if you get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, you put these on, you can probably make it to the bathroom and on your way back to bed, you're not going to be able to see shit. So these are, are very good at blocking out those, those uh, colors that make your mind think that you're awake. So this is a very good thing that you can do either set um, they do bundle them. They're in the 24-hour uh, solution. It gives you day and night, and they also make them for kids. And one thing about the kids' ones, 
you know, when my son was about three, he wanted to stay up, of course, like all three-year-olds. And I got him these glasses and told him he can watch the iPad if he puts on the glasses. And within 10 minutes, he was out. The next night, he asked to stay up. I told him he can wear the glasses and stay up. And he told me he'll just go to bed because I think he had a better chance of staying awake in bed than putting on the glasses. So these things are very effective. For my own use, uh, when I used to sleep, sometimes at 7 in the morning, sometimes at 3 in the afternoon, but only about four hours to get my sleep for the day, I couldn't really afford to not be able to sleep. So I would come home, put on the amber-tinted lenses, and sure enough, I would be able to get the sleep that I needed to be up for work at night. And that was a very, very good solution for me. I have both sets. Um, I use them not as much as I should, but uh, if you use them as much as you should, then I think that you'll get really good results. It'll affect the quality of the sleep that you get. And that is almost instant. If you start getting better sleep, you know, this week or next week, you know, by the end of the week, you're going to notice a big difference. So I would say that these are a very good investment for not a ton of money. And especially if you don't care about the style, which you're, like I said, you're not going to look cool anyways. So you might as well just grab something that uh, you can live with your, you know, for wherever you're going to be using these at home. Of course, no, nobody really cares, but if you got to wear them in the office, maybe you want to have a little bit of style. That's going to be up to you. But uh, True Dark Glasses by Dave Asprey. The link will be in the episode description. And there are other brands. There's a lot of other brands. But you got to research your brands and find out if they're actually filtering the light or if they're just tinted. Because tinting the light and filtering the light is two different things. Some of these people have patents on their designs. And some people are just making Amazon stuff that looks like they should be blocking. And you might not actually be blocking. So this True Dark is a reputable company. Like I said, the customer service is very, very good. And if you want to check it out, the link will be in the episode description. Okay. Other than that, Honolulu Marathon website also in the episode description. If you ever thought about running a marathon or coming to Hawaii with the excuse of running marathon, that is a very good event, big event, well done. And if you ran it or if you participated, congratulations to you. I hope that your training and your planning worked out and you got out of it what you wanted to get out of it. Even if you didn't finish it, you know, just getting out there is a big accomplishment for a lot of people so something to be proud of i think that's about it for this week we have uh, more to talk about next week and we got some people to talk to i want to thank everybody again uh, for being here and i hope you guys have a great week we'll see you next time